Blood Talk Sports. Uh, I'm just going to jump on real quick, do a quick podcast, just some NBA, uh, just touch a, a little quick NFL stuff, and then um, some wrestling, some WWE uh, stuff. Um, so just off the top of my head, let's just go MVP. Um, James Harden has already won it, in my opinion. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Rockets and the whole like shoot 200 threes a game gimmick, but um, James Harden's been unbelievable this year. So, um, you know, shout out to him. Uh, the beard has been doing his thing. I'm not going to hate. Uh, it's been fun to watch. Uh, he's collected lots of ankles. Um, with that being said, though, everyone, like, keeps freaking out over some of these crossovers, like the one he got, got against um, Wesley Johnson, which was a blatant push-off. Come on. Let's let's save the, the excitement for real crossovers that are worth, you know, people being super excited about. I'm totally okay with that, but come on. Everybody, just keep it in perspective. Um... I, the only like real conversation to me about um, who, or I guess the only controversy per se is who's second, because I think most people, like the average fan, is going to go oh, LeBron, which no hate, he's had an incredible season. Um, but Anthony Davis has been so good, and he's put up like fifty six and fifteen and forty twenty, and like keep this in perspective. Anthony Davis already has more forty point ten rebound games than Tim Duncan. And this is coming from a, a Tim Duncan super fan. That like that's incredible. The, the kid's not. I don't even think he's 25 yet. I think he turns 25 this year, or maybe he's maybe he is 25. But regardless, he's young and he has a super bright future. So anyway, I, um, that's my second pick. I know they're just barely hanging on the eighth spot, and they probably will sneak in the playoffs. Um, but imagine if they had Boogie. Like wh- where would they be? Is it um, an argument they could be fourth? You know, if there's no Boogie, uh, if Boogie's back, they're 43 and 33 right now. I say Boogie's worth at least seven wins, you know, if he's playing. So now they're at the 50 mark. That means that they'd be in the third the third spot. So anyway, um, you got to give Anthony Davis some credit. And uh, here comes a hot, really super hot take, super fire. Um, if you switch LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I think the Pelicans are better. Or I'm sorry, I think the Cavs are better with um, Anthony Davis. I think they could do more with that roster around Anthony Davis. Um, because you, the, the double team in the post is, uh, in my opinion, harder to guard um, double team-wise, the way you send double teams in the NBA than it is with LeBron, who can just run down the lane and do his thing, which is you know obviously effective. But um, as far as like a defensive scheme, it's harder to contain a big guy who um, you know has his presence. You got to bring guys from the corners, and once that happens, if you know like t- the the great Tim Duncan, who you know made a career off of that, once they you know Larry Brown, the Pistons. Um, was notorious for sending that double team from the corner, but once that started happening, Tim Duncan made a star out of, you know, the Bruce Bowens and the Brent Berries of the world back in the day by, you know, right when that double team would come, kick it right back out and nail that three. So anyway, I, I just feel like they should, he should get a little more love um, considering the, the injuries and all that stuff that he's had to go through this year so far. So um, with that being said, uh, and then LeBron will be my third. So um, the beard, the brow, Braun. Those are my three votes for MVP this year. Um, first team NBA, um, Russ Westbrook will be my first spot only because Kyrie and Steph have missed a little too much time and CP3 has missed a little too much time this year, um, just in my opinion. Um, the second spot, uh, got to be the Beard. Um, he'll be a MVP by the time 
Uh, actually, I guess that's not true. By the time we find the first team NBA stuff out, um, we'll know that way before we find out the MVP later in the summer. But um, anyway, so the beard, or, uh, yeah, the beard at my two, um, three. I'm gonna go with LeBron. Um, he's had a good season. Um, still doing his thing at 33. Um, sometimes it's just he's like, "Are you human? Like, let me see some DNA tests. Let me see your." Let me see that you bleed. Because, you know, come to think of it, I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron bleed. So, just prove it to me, brother. Um, for KD, uh, he's had a hell of a season. Um, hard to sleep on uh, the way he's kind of, uh, ch- not changed his game per se, but added to it. Um, and then, uh, number five, like I was saying earlier, Anthony Davis. Yeah, there's no center that's better. Um, I think the next closest big man may be Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid. Or maybe even Porzingis if he's healthy, but um, there's quite a drop off, or Boogie even, but quite a drop off to me between those guys and AD. Um, AD is just something special. So uh, next thing, rookie of the year. Uh, I stated this a couple weeks ago on the pod with Gary, my man Gary, da- my man Gary Davis. Shout out the equal opportunity hater. Um, uh, rookie of the year to me is uh, Ben. Sim- oh yeah, Ben Simmons. He's had a hell of a season. I don't care that he sat out last year and didn't play a minute. That doesn't affect his on-court skill or progression. So that doesn't change much for me. But um, uh, I have close second is Donovan Mitchell, um, the D Wade um, clone baby. The dude's game looks just like him at times. So um, anyway, that's my pick. Uh, I love both their games, but. Um, the way uh, Simmons is able to affect the game in multiple facets right now, and the, considering he can't shoot a jump shot still, imagine if this guy gets a consistent J. Oh, my God. It's going to be scary. So, uh, yeah, th- those are my picks. Um, I don't even know who who would be third. Um, I guess for a while it was Kyle Kuzma. Um, Lonzo Ball has played better in the second half of the season, so maybe he would be my third guy. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is kind of he's not been a disappointment per se he's so young so it's hard to be like oh he's bad he'll he'll be fine he just he has to grow in that role and in uh, you know Dallas he got a lot of playing time but he also had a lot of responsibility and that's young as a young guy you know coming into the league to have all that put on your shoulders so anyway that's that's just my opinion but yeah we'll see Um, let's see uh, coach of the year has to be Dwayne Casey um, what he's done with uh, the Raptors has been special. Uh, he's developed a bench. Um, he's one of the few teams like the Spurs that relies on jump shots. Um, they're not like reliant per se on on just um, you know getting to the rim and three pointers. They'll take the mid range, which most teams leave open nowadays. Um, and if you're a good coach, you can exploit that. Um, so yeah, Dwayne Casey's done a really good job. So I, I think he needs to get more love, and I think he will win. Um, coach of the year because I'm pretty sure they're going to lock down the East. I don't think there's any chance they lose that unless they really shit the bed these last six or seven games. But um, yeah, so Dwayne Casey and then my second place pick who's probably going to sound like a homer pick is Pop. Um, No Kawhi, um, Manu, Tony, Danny Green, Rudy Gay, Pau Gasol, um, Patty Mills even. Uh, We've had so many injuries and Kawhi Leonard obviously. And then the Spurs are fourth place right now with, with control of their own destiny. Um, so with all that being said, they still have a chance to get that 50 win season mark, which this would be 20 years in a row. Um, as a Spurs fan, personally, I hope we get it, but, um, it's not the, like Pop said the other day, that crap doesn't matter. He cares about getting his team ready, you know, for the, 
the playoffs when it really matters, the real season. So, um, yeah, uh, do, let's go to defensive player of the year real quick. Paul George, um, he doesn't get enough love. Um, uh, every time I feel like I know his game when I watch him play, I'm like, damn, he's better than I thought, which is rare. Like, there's not many guys that can do that to me personally. Um, where they just like every time I watch him, it's, he seems like they've added something. And George is one of those guys. Um, he's still one of the best defenders, even despite that gruesome leg injury, you know, three years ago or so, or whatever it was now. Uh, so it's cool to see him back doing his thing on the court, um, fully healthy. And you know, he's do- when he is completely healthy, he's one of the uh, more exciting guys to watch on both ends. He can play the passing lane as well. He'll catch you with you know chase down blocks, all that kind of good stuff. Good lockdown perimeter team and individual. Um, defensive player so I hope he wins it um the whole myth of Draymond being the best defender in the league um last year was stupid Kawhi should have won it um last year as well Draymond's great but this like fallacy that he can guard all five spots is ridiculous he cannot guard the one spot if that's the case let's see him guard a guy for just one quarter playing the one spot the entire time he'd get torched now what people mean to say is he can switch and guard any spot for possession at a time sure He's a great guy to, you know, on a, a pick and roll when you got you have to switch when it's just one of those um, possessions. He's a good guy to have, um, you know, guard your perimeter defender because he's quick, he has long arms, um, and he's he's a, a really good defender. I mean, it's it is true, but the way Kawhi affects literally last year, Kawhi I went back and counted. He won eight games of defense last year. Won eight games of defense, including blocking the soon to be. Uh, MVP last year, James Harden off the backboard before before that stepping up and hitting a deep three. Anyway, I miss Kawhi. Get back soon, Kawhi. Shout out to my boy Kawhi, man. I need to see him back on the court. I hate not having him out there. He's just he's one of those guys that is so fun to watch. But um, and real quick, I, I don't get what's going on with Kevin Durant. Um, he's like trying to like play into this like tough guy gangster act. And I don't quite understand it. Um, he's tarnishing the the solid legacy of my man Rashid Wallace, who I want to go down as the best troublemaker of all time in the in the NBA. Which um, I just don't like that people are messing with his record. You know, leave it alone, K- KD. You're gonna go down as like top three scorer of all time. Can you please leave my man Rashid Wallace's um, cement legacy as you know number one troublemaker alone? You don't need to mess with that stuff. You're pretending out here. If uh, Rasheed Wallace was back in the 90s or Charles Oakley stepped to KD, KD does not want any of those problems. So, anyway, uh, I just hope, KD, you're not a tough guy. Stop. Stop pretending that. Like, you're a, like I could bench press you. Stop. You could bench press. KD, you could maybe bench press 75 pounds. I'm telling you. And you'd have to have someone helping you. Because if that bar came cra- crashing down on you, you're not getting it off with that little bird chest. So, anyway... Um, yeah, just stop the tough guy act. But like, let the tough guys, like you know, Demarcus Cousins, those dudes, be tough guys. You don't need to pretend to be some tough guy that's gonna do something. Get out of here with that. That's weak. Not a good look for you. Um, uh, before I move on to the NFL, real quick, um, I think the game I'm most excited for this weekend, uh, as far as uh, March Madness goes, is Loyola, Loyola um, Chicago versus Meat Chicken, or Michigan, as some call them. Um, I think at this point, if you're a Michigan fan, you're like very scared just because it seems like everything has united. All of the uh, the moons have aligned, all the stars have aligned, and um, God's like, "Let's go Loyola! Come on!" God's rocking his Loyola Marymount Chicago, um, you know, his gear. So anyway, um, I I want to see him get to the at least get to the the big game. You know, I'm all in. 
and they beat my Texas A&M, uh, Michigan beat my Aggies, so go to hell. So let's go Loyola. So yeah, that'll be fun to uh, kind of check back in next time I do the pod. We'll we'll see. Hopefully the the Ramblers are in and Sister Jean's cutting another promo against uh, you know whoever. Maybe it's Kansas, but <laughs> anyway, it's been fun watching her and that whole thing. Um, it's cool to see like a small city or town affected by sports. You know, small campus like that. How sports can be such a cool positive thing. So. Anyway, I feel like athletes and sports kind of get shit on today, like how much they get paid and all that kind of stuff, but um, I think it's important to remember that we, everyone loves sports, but it's it's supposed to be a distraction from all the the Trumps and Hillarys and the Bushes and all the BS, the politics and all the just dumb shit that's going on today. It's good to, to have that distraction um, to, you know, take away from those kind of everyday mundane you know serious but you know at times just overwhelming things that's why we love sports that's why you're listening to this podcast right now um anyway so real quick we'll jump on the nfl um i just wanted to make a quick note man the browns offense is looking like it could be interesting next year um they got tyrod taylor uh jarvis landry um and they already have some nice like little pieces you throw in uh, josh gordon coming back and coleman um, out on the outside, um, and you still have the number one pick, and then I forget they have another pick um, in the draft in the, in the top ten, I believe as well. It's like flat four or eight or something. Anyway, um, so I'm just interested to see what they do. Like, there's what if they grab Barkley, Saquon Barkley, or what if they go quarterback? And then, you know, you got um, Sam Darnold in there by week five or whatever. I, I don't know how all that works out, but um, I, I posted this on my Blunt Talk page, uh, a poll, and almost everybody disagreed with me. But are y'all sure about that? Who wins a, a, a major? It just t- what, what was the, the, uh, the question? Does Tiger win a major first or do the Browns win a playoff game first? I, I don't know. I know. I know Tiger looked good a couple weeks ago, but... It just takes one, you know, they barely squeak in and squeak out a, a wild card win. Like, that. that's a playoff win. <laughs> so, anyway, it would just be cool. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, it would just be cool to uh, see that happen. The, the Browns have been just a, such a shit, shit show for so long. But um, that defense is getting better, man. Miles Garrett's a beast. Um, and then uh, they got the kid from Michigan a couple years ago. His name slipped me at the... Uh, the moment, but the the big safety slash linebacker. I think he's a safety now, but he's as big as a dang linebacker. But anyway, um, what was the other thing I wanted to talk? Um, oh yeah, uh, first pick. Um, I, personally, man, I know uh, as a Cowboys fan, the the impact that Zeke has made on our team, and you could see it last year for damn sure, has been it's it's huge. Um, I think taking Saquon Barkley at the number one spot is something the Browns. Or maybe a team that is, you know, really like the Colts, somebody who could trade up, get Saquon Barkley, put him in your backfield, give your quarterback a little, uh, you know, alleviated pressure. Like, because like the the Colts, for example, like they have no one in that. Like Frank Gore is not scaring any linebacker, any front line, you know, front seven. No one's scared by that. Now you put uh, a dude like, um, like I'm saying, Barkley back there in the backfield to where now you have to really watch the every play you're watching the run you have to have someone like keeping tabs on okay is Barkley going to take it to the house and that's when Andrew Luck becomes twice as valuable as he already is so anyway um, I know they have line issues so I don't know if that's the best um, example because you can't run behind a shit line (laughs) unless you're Barry Sanders or something but um, that hasn't happened all that often so um, I think that is pretty much all I had um, 
I guess the, all the only other NFL thing I saw today was that Gronk has allegedly uh, been brought up in some trade rumors, and I know uh, Odell has also. So I don't. I really don't think Odell's gonna get traded. Um, if he wants to leave, yo, Dallas. Dallas is a good look, bro. You you like the spotlight? Come on down to Dallas. Um, we'll give you um, Tony Romo's rotting corpse in the basement if you'd like that. Uh, whoever wants, if the, the Giants want a first round pick. Um, so yeah, uh, and I don't know where the hell Gronk would go. Um, who would, who could, I mean, I guess Gronk could really go anywhere and have a, an impact. Um, all right. And then finally, let's go to, um, my favorite wrestling, actually my second favorite basketball is my favorite, but love me some wrestling. Um, let's quickly talk mania. Um, Daniel Bryant came back super stoked for that. Um, I wasn't the hugest or the biggest, um, Daniel Bryant mark, but, uh, he, I literally watched like the tail end of his careers. Kind of when I came back into wrestling, right at the end of CM Punk, um, Daniel Bryan era, I saw his retirement. I've been watching the past two years when he's been on talking smack. So just from that perspective, it was really cool to see him back in the ring. You could tell when he was talking, it was legit emotion. It wasn't, you know, just fake, um, scripted lines or whatever, like we see, Usually, it was a guy that, like, legitimately has been missing from the thing he loves most. So, I don't know. Personally, anytime you see something like that, it, that was super cool. I, I love that. I thought that was amazing. So, anyway, uh, super marked out to see him. Um, I knew, I've known for months, at least personally, in the back of my mind, that Shane and uh, Daniel Bryan were going to be together somehow. I, I didn't know exactly how it would work. Um, I would, it'd be, I guess I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew that Daniel Bryan would be back, but they just kept hinting at things. They kept doing like, I, I'd like to know how long the WWE knew Daniel Bryan could be back. Cause they've been hinting at like him being a part of something for months. Like he's just been way too a part of the storyline, especially with Shane. Um, and good Lord that, I don't know if it was like related, but that bump that, uh, Shane took off that like stage, uh, equipment in the back from that power bomb from Kevin Owens was just brutal. Um, and I love the, uh, the kayfabe, um, uh, right away, Kevin Owens, once they were fired, went and changed his name back on Twitter to Kevin Steen. Um, El Generico, if you don't know who that is, um, I guess if we're staying in kayfabe, allegedly, that's um, Sami Zayn. Um, so anyway, it was cool to see those two kind of playing their part. Um, they'll be back, um, obviously, for Mania. So I mean, I'm super excited for that match. Um, so let's talk about the order real quick. So I don't want to talk all the matches because it was announced today that the regular show is going to be five hours and the pre-show is going to be two. So if you're, oh my God, if you were, at, if you're going to Mania, God bless your heart, it's going to be seven hours. If you get there right when it starts, which is absurd, you know you're not getting there. So most likely you're going to be, if you're going to New Orleans, the Superdome, you're going to be there for eight and a half to nine hours. That's absurd. I mean, I, I'm all for, I love me some wrestling, but I mean, imagine like you have to eat, right? Like, oh man, I, I can't imagine how much tickets are. Water, a bottle of water is $16.50, cotton candies $9.20. I mean, good luck, man. Whoever's going there, enjoy your time, live it up, because when you're coming back, you're coming back broke. <laughs> That's as simple as that. Um, okay, so I would start the show personally. Um, I'd start the show with the Shane McMahon. Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn, the match I was just talking about, um, uh, Kevin Owens match. That's how I'd start off the night. Um, middle of the show, I'd do the uh, Ronda Kurt Angle um, trips uh, Stephanie uh, match, which I'm 
I'm excited for. Um, I know a lot of people are hating on Ronda right now, but man, let her let her work her way in. Like, I like how much like how how uh, ridiculous uh, amount of cr- like um, criticism that she's getting, but she's trying one, two. I've seen worse promos cut in NXT by a lot of people. Um, what, what's the girl, Liv Tyler? Like, she's gorgeous, but she cannot cut a promo. The other girl, the big tall like country girl. Sarah Morgan or I don't, I don't know her name Sarah something um, her promo she cut one time oh my god it was terrible so anyway um, it's not like everyone's perfect so I just I don't love when all the Ronda bashing that I've seen I just think it's a little overblown um, so anyway uh, I think they'll be kind of in the middle of the show um, I th- and I think the worst mistake WWE could make is finishing the night with um Roman Brock. Do not finish such a great, um, and by the way, this is going to be a stack card, but uh, one of the best WrestleManias ever, potentially. But don't finish the show with booze, because if when Brock or, you know, hands the strap to, to Roman, when Roman wins this uh, next weekend, because that's going to happen, um, the place is going to go apeshit. They're going to boo the hell out of Roman. Remember last year when he beat Taker? He couldn't even, on the next uh, night on Raw, he couldn't even get a word out. Every time he brought the microphone to his lips, the entire crowd went apeshit. We're chanting, you know, you suck, Roman sucks. Like, so anyway, I just think if you're putting all this time into hosting the best show and trying to get new viewers, why would you ever put yourself in a position where you're ending the show with booze? You're ending the show with negativity, and that's the last thing you remember. Like, if you're a casual fan, a lot of those things, the last thing you see may be the last thing you kind of that stands out. So, do you want it to be that the top guy is getting just booed mercilessly by everybody? No, personally, um, I say you go AJ Shinsuke, let him tear the house down, let Shinsuke come out, run a little strong style. AJ, you know, this is the grandest stage. These dudes are not afraid of bumps. They will, oh man, you know, um, AJ is willing to take some bumps for Shinsuke. So I, I just love um, that perspective of like, let's let's let the the two heavy hitters go out with their best shot um, and kind of end the night on, with a bang. Um, I, I don't think there's any other way you can go. Um, but WWE is classic, or I guess they're known for uh, you know doing things that the fans hate. So don't be shocked if um, like what would be a, just a terrible match. I, well, again, Roman. Roman would be just so bad to end the night, but. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, and then uh, maybe, I guess, another one you could do uh, is Cena take her last. But this is my like gimmick because I hate the way they're doing this right now. My gimmick would be keep having this next week on Raw. Um, Cena comes out. He's like, you know, take her. What's up? Are, you, are we doing this? What's up? Do something. That whole, um, that whole thing he has going on right now. He's, you know, has tickets, his tickets in hand. He's like, all right, I guess you're not coming. Um, and the show ends. So like, and then Tuesday night, um, they bring it up again. Maybe even Cena shows up on SmackDown like one one last time. Like, yo, Taker, where you at, dog? Like, are are we doing this? Are you really gonna rob us of this experience as wrestling fans? And then um, again, nothing. And then we go to Mania, and um, we see John Cena throughout the night. Maybe he even has like a little hosting gig where he uh, you know, announces a few things here or there. And then um, after the last, you know, Shinsuke AJ fight, he comes out and you know thanks the crowd. And as he's like getting ready to walk through the ropes to leave, you know, everyone's kind of turning around to go. The lights dim, and then you hear the gong. Imagine the damn pop that New Orleans would have. Oh man, that would be so epic. 
Um, see, that this is the part about wrestling I love is the, the fantasy booking. It usually never happens the way I think it's going to happen. Occasionally it does, and when it does, it's so damn rewarding. So anyway, I, I hope that happens. Um, and then finally, uh, for wrestling, the NXT Takeover show. Everyone's talked about Mania. I just, t- you know, I just said it's, it could possibly be one of the best WrestleManias ever. Um, as far as the card goes, it is freaking stacked. Um, so anyway, uh, do not sleep on if you're a wrestling fan. Shout out to my boy Mark Keenan. If you're listening to this, please watch NXT on Saturday night, the night before WrestleMania. That show is going to be epic. The ladder match um, between EC3, Killian Dane, Ricochet, um, Adam Cole, um, Velveteen Dream, and I'm missing one other person. Um, oh, Lars Sullivan, the big dude. Um, that match is going to tear the house down, and mark my words, it will be the best match of the night. Those dudes, uh, all those guys... Uh, I say maybe other than Killian Dane are going to be stars, in my opinion. Killian Dane to me just doesn't. I mean, he, he, I guess, put in the right situation like the Wyatt family, or maybe even like the uh, Matt Hardy gimmick. I could see him working there, but like, it's going to take a specific route for it to work. So we'll see about that. Um, so anyway, I am super excited to see that freaking card, um, and then also Alistair Black, who will be a giant star in the WWE. I say in two years or so. Um, he, uh, his presence is going to be huge. And I, I'm excited for that. Uh, him and uh, Andre Cien almost, uh, Selena Vega will be there. So, you know, she'll get involved somehow. Um, that, that card, that match is going to be freaking epic. Um, and then finally, before I go, uh, I watched the golden lovers, uh, which is Kenny Omega and, um, I, I can't pronounce the dude's name, Habushi. <laughs> I'm terrible at those names. Uh, versus the Young Bucks was freaking amazing. If you love wrestling, please go check it out. Um, you got to support the indie guys too. And honestly, the, their whole style of wrestling is just a little bit different. And if you're looking for something different, maybe outside of WWE, it is a good look, man. Um, that whole, the, the way they tell the story in the ring is so much different. Like, there's a time in the Young Bucks match where uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks used to be friends. And um, Kenny Omega has one of the Young Bucks in his, like, finisher. And he's about to do it. And you can see him struggling because they used to be friends. And the guy who's, like, in the move, uh, I think is Matt. Matt's like, do it. Finish me off. And he ends up doing it. It looks brutal. But it's just such a different, like, way more, um, I wouldn't even say realistic, just more vicious um, wrestling. Like, just the bumps they take, that they, they, they're out on the outside with, like, concrete with, like, tiny little pads. It's just awesome, and Kenny Omega is a special wrestler. Um, I, I recommend his uh, also his match with Chris Jericho if uh, you have not seen it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to get out of here. It's getting late. I'm old and tired, and I have to work tomorrow. So uh, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm trying this new app, and uh, hopefully I can get more podcasts, podcasts out with it. Um, it seems to work a little better. So anyway, hey, thanks for listening. Like and share. Um, share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Uh, Blunt Talk Sports Podcast. This is Zach, and I am out.